Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project with you. My special guest for today is Yvonne Nguyen, who is Teen Miss California Earth USA 2022. Just before I say hello, I will read out her bio. So Yvonne Nguyen is 19 years old and the current Teen Miss California Earth USA 2022, competing at Teen Miss Earth USA 2022 in January. Not long to go now. Yvonne lost both of her parents to different types of cancer in 2013 and 2015. Enduring a bad foster home, Yvonne and her sisters moved from Texas to California to live with their aunt Nina. Since then, Yvonne has pursued her dreams of starting her modeling career and business regardless of her domestic and financial situation. She aims to inspire others through her story and teachings, showing others they can accomplish their dreams if they pour all of their hearts into it. She is the CEO of her own business, Yvonne's nonprofit modeling agency, where she helps people all around the nation learn about modeling for free. She is also an international model who has traveled to Cancun and Hawaii for work and has walked in New York Fashion Week, Los Angeles Fashion Week, Vietnam Fashion Week USA, and more. And you can follow her on Instagram uh, at Y-V-O-N-T-N-G-U-Y-E-N. A little bit hard to spell. Yvonne, how are you? I am doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Am I the only one who has troubles pronouncing or spelling your name? Or do other people? Absolutely not. It was throughout all of high school and middle school and elementary school. So I've been there. Now, we're here. I will say that um, your director... A certain Marissa Butler, who is about to give up her crown, her Miss Earth Air crown soon, she got in touch with me and suggested that I interview you. So why don't we start with the easy one? What do you think of Marissa? Is she a terrible, terrible person? Absolutely not. That is absolutely far from the truth. So I actually met Marissa whenever she came into my work because she models for my work. I actually work at a dress store called Mia Bella Couture in Del Mar, California, oh, yeah. in the San Diego area. And she came in and told me about the Miss Earth organization because I expressed to her that I also competed in pageants. And I had no idea that she was going to be the director at the time. And she had no idea that she was going to be the director at the time either. And a whole year later after that conversation, she ends up being my director. I end up being her title holder. And it was just a crazy coincidence but truly amazing it sounds like a small world is, th is that sort of thing because pageantry in america is so much bigger than it is here in australia was that just a strange coincidence or does does that sort of thing happen very often where you meet someone who's modeling for the company that you work at and then they happen to be your director does that happen often um, you know what? It actually has happened to me um, before in the past. My uh, coach ended up becoming a director of a pageant I was competing in. So I, I unfortunately couldn't coach with her anymore. So yeah. would I say it happens often? Maybe. Well, to you. I think it, I, yeah, to me, I think it really depends on the person that you ask. <laughs> How has it been um, having Marissa as a director, given that obviously she's competed in pageantry? She, it's had a I've interviewed her on several occasions. She's had a had a pageant career spanning over a decade and competed in a lot of different systems, obviously capping it off with Miss Earth USA. Um, what was it like having an ex-pageant girl or a soon-to-be ex-pageant girl as a director, particularly given she was directing you in the very system that she is probably most experienced and successful at? Marissa, as an individual alone, is amazing. Opera singer, 
eco-activist. She is everything under the stars, but as a director, I cannot give more thank yous to her. She has really pushed me this year, and I don't think that Team California would be as strong if Marissa wasn't our backbone. So I'm so, so, so grateful to her and everything that she's done for me. She helped me a lot with the videos that you've seen on Instagram. We're super active on social media, and I think that a lot of it is through her inspiration. Speaking of the video, that's a neat segue. Um, so people watching, we will have a look at uh, Yvonne's uh, introduction video. This is the longer version taken from YouTube. So I will play this, Yvonne, and then I'll get you to talk us through it afterwards. So here we go. Hey, 2022. I'm a Portuguese and Vietnamese international model, stylist, and CEO of Yvonne's nonprofit modeling agency. I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas with my mom, my dad, and my two sisters. Unfortunately, in 2013, I lost my mom to lung cancer. And shortly after, two years later, I lost my dad to leukemia blood cancer. Since then, my two sisters and I have been in foster care until my aunt Nina from California got us in 2016 and moved us to Orange County, California. I had a huge dream of becoming an international published model, going to magazines, photo shoots, and events, but I had no idea where I was able to start because of my situation. When I was 15 years old, I decided to go after this dream on my own, reaching out to multiple videographers, photographers, and finally being able to go into my first fashion show. I'm now so proud to say that I'm the CEO of my own nonprofit business, Yvonne's Nonprofit Modeling Agency, where I help people not only in California, but all over the United States online learn about how they can start their own modeling careers without financial burden or gatekeeping of the industry. At Yvonne's Nonprofit Modeling Agency, we don't care if your at-home situation is messy or what your ethnicity is or body type. We care about your personality and how you shine, not only on the runway, but in front of the camera as well. Through my nonprofit, I have been able to raise money for cancer awareness by doing a cancer awareness fashion show back in October in Redlands, California, as well as raising around $2,000 going to the Animal Love Rescue Foundation in Costa Rica, helping endangered species. When I moved to California, I realized how many opportunities I had for me, regardless of my home situation, my financial situation, and overall being an orphan. I wanna show other people who are in my situation that their dreams can be achieved, that you can go after whatever you want when you put all of your heart and your efforts and passion into it. I never thought that I would be here and being able to say that I am Team Miss California Earth USA 2022. I never thought that an orphan would ever be able to be on this stage, but I am so excited to be the little percentage that is able to. I want to inspire others with my story that they can accomplish anything, regardless of who they are or where they come from. I am strong, I am resilient, and I am Yvonne Wynn. How does it feel watching that back? Does it get the feels happening at all? Yes, every single time I watch it back, it just, it makes me feel empowered to not only be who I am, but to have overcome everything that I have been in the past, everything that I've been through. It's so awesome to watch that video and just reflect on the person who I was then all the way to the person who I am now. It's truly incredible. When when you lost your 
mother you were I think 13 was it and then you lost your father when you were 15 is that correct I lost my mom when I was around 10 and then I lost my dad oh, wow. when I was around 13. Right oh, right okay so I got that wrong sorry 10 and 13. No now I have uh, worked with young women in high school um, coaching tennis of all things and I always thought that around the age of 15 was the hardest age to get through it's when you're not quite a girl you're not quite a woman you're somewhere in between all the ho hormones are kicking in and it's a crazy time for people in settled households you had lost both your parents before then and I feel like I have to ask can you describe to someone who hasn't been through what you've been through what it's like to go through an ordeal such as that at such a young age because I can't fathom what it must have been like but can you give us some sort of insight into just how difficult it was? I think that the feeling that I got the most uh, when I was younger and going through both of my parents passing away was a lot of confusion and a lot of anger. And I think that is relatively you know, normal for somebody who has gone through something the way that my sisters and I have gone through. I don't think that I would have been who I am today if it wasn't for having my two sisters to be my biggest support. Like you said, being 15 years old is a really hard time in your life. And after losing my parents and growing up two years after them, moving from Texas to California in a whole new state was definitely the most confusing time for myself and something that really got me through it and I would love to touch on and monetize is therapy. I started going to therapy and something that um, people find really weird is that I have a male therapist. And for me, whenever I first started, I thought that it was going to be a little bit weird as well. However, I think that you find things in your life that you see are lacking. And in my life, I was lacking a dad figure. I was lacking mm -hmm. a male figure who could really guide me through the things that I needed to know or the things that I needed to be cautious or safe about. And so I'm so lucky that I had my therapist who was able to not only guide me through being a confused hormonal 15 year old, but to guide me through life and these emotions that I had that were so big and I was so small. And I'm so proud to say that now I'm big <laughs> with my emotions and I'm still with my therapist today. We've actually uh, gotten famous together on TikTok together and we've been going strong for almost four years now in December. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America, although each state is different, obviously. Um, but here in Australia, therapy is still somewhat stigmatized. Um, let's just say that a lot of people wouldn't they wouldn't want to say they were in therapy or had a therapist. Um, however, I've also seen that they can do amazing things, such as what you alluded to. But I think the most important thing is how to find a therapist, because I have a good friend who wanted to go into therapy, but the first one that she went to see was terrible. But she just happened to have another therapist booked in, and then the second one was much, much better, thankfully. But she said if she hadn't had that second one booked in, Given how poorly the first one went, she never would have tried again. So if someone out there is thinking that therapy could be helpful, what tips could you give them in terms of how do you find a good one? Well, going off of what you said in the story that you just said, I actually had a very similar story. I started off with a female therapist at first, and I wasn't really feeling 
the whole I am going to therapy thing. I didn't mm. feel like it was working for me or helping me. And I could totally understand people out there who feel like that towards therapy. However, if it wasn't for that second time and I tried, I wouldn't be where I am today with my therapist. So I totally understand your friend. Now, going to your question of mm. what are some tips that I could give uh, for people who want to try therapy is kind of the same things that I would give my models through my nonprofit, Yvonne's nonprofit modeling agency. I would tell them to take the leap, to not be scared, and to know that this can't be something that could hurt you. It could only be something that can move you in a positive direction if you make it like that. I always tell my models that whatever energy you give, you'll receive back, regardless of if it's a person or just energy throughout the universe. I think that if you're giving out something positive and you're wanting to work to heal yourself, it'll come back to you. And when you when you are in uh, in the good therapy, not 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 the one that didn't work out. <laughs> What are, what are some of the things that, let's say, young women in particular should be looking for? So I would assume, for example, you want to feel supported, you want to feel heard, you want to feel understood. So is that accurate for me to say that? And then on the other flip side, is there anything that you should be looking for that shouldn't be happening for or red flags? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. You need to be heard. You need to be seen. You need to have somebody who understands how to communicate with you and how to handle your emotions because everybody reacts in a different way. And it's, yeah. it's so beautiful that humans are able to do that. But you have to find your match and your pair. And so my biggest advice when, finding, when finding a therapist would be mm -hmm. to find a friend. Because I wouldn't describe my therapist as anything else except my really good friend. I, I honestly don't really think of him as a therapist anymore because we have just gotten so close um, on a professional level. However, it's so much deeper than that because I get to know about him, but he, mm. you know, of course knows so much about me. I think it's opening up on both sides and having an understanding of, of course, this is a therapy and a client situation, but however, like, these two individuals also care for each other emotionally wise. So I think that that is something that's really big is to find a friend in your therapist. Red flags to stay away from. I didn't have a bad experience in therapy for my first time. It just wasn't really for me. I don't think that therapist was for me. And right. that was okay because I bet that yeah. that therapist was all right for somebody else. So I think yeah. that's just... I think it's just kind of experimenting is what I yeah. would say was what I kind of did was experiment. And I, if you don't know the answer to this, this is fine. But for young people, let's say who want to go and see a therapist, but maybe they don't want their parents to know for some reason, do you have to get parental consent to see a therapist or can you just see the therapist without the parental consent? I don't believe you have to have parental consent to go to therapy. Um, or life coaching either. I, Whenever I was in high school, I know that the college next to us, the private college, had therapy for $25 for students to be able to go there without their parents knowing and to be able to seek the help that they wanted to through the therapist at their schools. Right. That's, that's a good... That's a good deal. $25 for therapy. I, I know therapy and life coaching both over here can cost a lot more than that. So, um, all right. Well, that's therapy. 
um, which obviously is has been very, very helpful to you and could be helpful to other people with the mental health being the way it is at the moment. Let's um, Let's take a step back and go to the easy question, which is what I normally start with. How did you get involved in the crazy world of pageantry to begin with? Yes. So I moved from Texas to California when I was 13 years old after being in the foster home and my aunt Nina came and rescued us essentially and moved us to Orange County, California. And that's where I started middle school. Now, whenever I was in middle school, a teacher came up to me, my English teacher, and he asked if I would ever be interested in competing in a pageant. And at first I said no, because I was a jock soccer player. I didn't really have an interest in the whole pageant world. And then he was like, you could win money. And I was like, okay, okay, I'm in, <laughs> I'll do it. And so I started in the Miss America organization and my talent was stand-up comedy <laughs> at 13. And um, I stayed there for two pageants and then I went on to the Miss USA mm -hmm. system and stayed there for a while. And then finally decided to try Earth for my last year of being a teen. And it has been the best decision I have ever made. You can't say that for your talent, you did stand up comedy and just leave it at that. I, I've not interviewed Can anyone. <laughs> I, I've interviewed people who think they're very funny, but I've never interviewed someone who actually did it for their talent. So I'm not going to ask you to do a whole stand up like SNL routine here. But can you give us an idea as to what you did and whether you thought you were funny? Did the audience think you were funny or did you flop horribly? <laughs> So I was in theater for a long time in my life because my older sister is actually a actress who is now at UCLA finishing up her senior year. So of course, as the little sister, I wanted to do whatever my older sister did. And so I took one of her old monologues that she did for one of her theater classes that was a comedy monologue. And mm -hmm. I, I just memorized it and I read it. So I guess it wasn't stand-up comedy as much as memorized comedy, but... And you remember any of it now? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Are you sure? You can't remember Positive. any of it. Mm -hmm. So if you, ha if you had to deliver a stand-up comic routine now, what, what style of comedy? Because I've seen some of your TikToks. I've been doing the whole social media stalking. And I get the feeling that you, are, you, you like to make people laugh. Let's put it that, that way. And you don't take yourself too seriously. So what style of comedy would you do? Would you do like observational humor where you just look at everyday things and make fun of them? Do you, is there a particular issue that you find really funny? Like if you were to do one now, what I think, style? I think my comedy style is like the slight comment. I think, I think I'm like the one that like slides in the comment really, like really smoothly or like I'm the under the breath person where I, I just like say my comment and then it just makes everybody laugh. And then it was just like a small little saying, you know, I think I just have like good timing on things. But you're the one liner. I am. Yes, I am the one liner. You're the queen of one liners. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish pageant <laughs> answers on stage could be like that. <laughs> Well, I mean, they can be. I think if you if you make if you make the audience and the judges laugh in an interview, I, I think that's a good thing. It helps loosen oh, them definitely. up. Um, I'm going to have to ask you for some one-liners after this. But in terms of the uh, Miss Earth USA pageant, it's coming up. I can't believe we're at the end of 2022. I don't know how your year has been, but it's flown by. You have a Christmas tree up now, which is reminding me that it's soon to be Christmas. But it's um. 
Well, it's right at the beginning of January, isn't it? Someone said, I interviewed someone else. They said they had to fly out literally. Michaela was saying she's flying out on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm flying out on January 1st. Right. Okay. So probably not a huge New Year's Eve. But how are the emotions um, feeling? How are you feeling at the moment, given that, you know, it's about a month out and um, you've got prep to do? Obviously, you're doing a lot of work, which we'll get into with your nonprofit modeling agency. Um, but you've also got the festive period between now and then and normally pageant prep and eating a lot of maybe unhealthy food doesn't go so well. So how's all the prep going? The prep is going amazing. Of course, with Marissa's support and help, I have a full team behind me. Um, I think that right now I just have my wardrobe getting ready. I have it all at my tailor because of course I work at my dress store. All my wardrobe is going to be from my store. So I'm really excited about that. Um, my interview is going to be December 2nd, which is this Sunday, and it is actually in the morning and I'm flying out to New York that night right after. So that is going to be really, really busy, but I'm really excited for that. I think that the biggest thing in my preparation is going to have to be my experience. I think mm -hmm. that experience is definitely the biggest thing that a competitor, a competitor can do for herself within preparation, because I think that experience goes so much longer than a lot of other things um, in preparation wise. So is the interview the part that you're most looking forward to? I mean, you have easy access to a, an amazing wardrobe by the sounds of it. So which part are you most excited about? My favorite parts of competition are have to be, of course, the stage parts. I am a model and a performer, so I just I love to get out there and just strut my stuff. So I would have to say that I'm really excited for the runway competition because I've never done something like that before, unless the fun fashion counts. But I've never done a runway competition before in a pageant, so I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited about my outfit for that. And then I love fitness as well. Um, if the pageant doesn't have fun fashion, uh, fitness is definitely my absolute favorite. I used to be really nervous about interview a lot. And I, all the time when I would get my scores back, they'd always be really good. And I, but I would just always feel just not so right about it. And what I figured that I was doing was that I was finding or trying to find the perfect answer when in reality, the perfect answer was whatever came out of my mouth. Mm. Well, the perfect answer doesn't exist. Um, mm -hmm. But as someone, so you're uh, what they call like a, a theater kid. Um, you, you love the drama. You love modeling. You love being on stage. As someone who's not done that, I got to ask, do you feel like any nerves before you go on? Like, do you get nervous at all? Or do you look at that and go, oh, this is really exciting? Because I have the opposite with public speaking. Most people are terrified of public speaking. I love it. So I'm weird that way. When it comes to the runway part, do you get any nerves or you're like just really, really excited? I think that whenever I'm driving in my car on the way to work and I'm thinking about being at Miss Earth USA and being on stage and in my interview, I think that that's when my heart is starting to race the most. But whenever I'm there, I think that I, I'm just in the game and I'm ready to go. And whenever I get on stage, I just, I know what I'm doing. And I think that it's just the sense of model in me that I just like, I wanna get out there. I wanna go, I'm so excited. So the nerves, not so much in the moment, in the pageant mm -hmm. than excitement, but definitely in the preparation time, like right now, that's definitely when the nerves hit me and I'm like, okay, we gotta go, we gotta get more ready. 
but it just pushes me to be better. So I'm, I'm grateful for the nerves, just turn them into excitement. So basically when you have too much time on your hands and you begin to overthink that's, and you get in your own head, that's when you get nervous. Most definitely. I have a 35 minute drive to work there and back every day. And it's a lot of time to think. <laughs> Don't you just turn on music and sing along really loudly to whatever music floats your boat at the, at the current moment? See, that's the hard part for me because so I always tell people that if I ever got the question in a pageant, like what's my favorite song or what kind of genre of music I want to listen to or that I like to listen to, I think that that would be the hard, hardest question for me because I personally do not get into music. I like things that everybody can sing to. So I guess throwbacks are my favorite. But whenever I'm in the car, yeah, I'm either sitting in silence or I'm listening to a podcast or right. the four songs that I do listen to. <laughs> but uh, I feel like so sad about it. But yeah, that's what I do in the car is think a lot. Sometimes not good <laughs> if you're overthinking. But so I think a lot, uh, kind of plan out my day and then listen to my four songs and the podcast that I like to listen to. What are the four songs? <laughs> so right now they, they, they change. But they're mostly songs that I want to listen to while I'm like on the stage of Team Miss Earth mm -hmm. USA. So right now it is Bad in Love by Halsey. Everything is Blue by Halsey. I hope that doesn't give away any secret or, or anything. Um, uh, Don't Blame Me, Taylor Swift. And... Have you forgotten your own yeah. favorite song? Yeah, I kind of forgot my own favorite song. Oh, We Belong, Pat Benatar. Throwback. <laughs> wow. That, that's slightly different on the last one. I mean, I I've, seen your, I've seen your TikToks. You obviously know the songs because I've seen a few of them where you're mouthing along to the words. So, I mean, do you not know the song and then spend time studying what the lyrics are before you do the TikTok? I know the sound of the TikTok. Sometimes I don't you know the song. <laughs> okay. All right. I was like, how do you be, how do you get TikTok famous without knowing actual like songs? Because that's what everyone does. It's all dancing to songs and mouthing songs. Um, we need to exactly. Uh, there's a lot of attitude in, in, in some of those ones, which, which is cool. Um, let's get onto your nonprofit modeling agency. Just before we do that, I don't have much experience. I have no experience modeling myself, but I just feel like I'm, I, I want to ask you because you had a lot of experience modeling all around the world at this stage. Do you have any favorite poses? Like how, how does a shoot actually go? So when you go there, is it collaborative? Does it depend? Does a photographer tell you what to do? Do you collaborate and say, oh, let's try this, let's try this? Do you have like a, you said you had your four favorite songs. Do you have four favorite poses? Like give me an insight into like behind the scenes of the shoot because we see the end result. But I'm more fascinated when people sh um, show the like behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, you, you, you see the end result and it's like this really glamorous drop dead gorgeous shot, but then you see it behind the scenes and it's just nonstop laughter. So can you give us an insider's look into the modeling world? Yeah. So it really depends on what kind of model you are and of course, what type of photographer you are. So let's take freelance models. Freelance models are the models that do mostly non-paid gigs, collaborations, 
and such as. So those are going to be the ones that aren't getting paid, but are doing collaborations with photographers. So they will take pictures, do their own hair and makeup, or they might hire a makeup artist who also wants to collab with them too. And then they will all do a shoot together, pick a location, meet there, and then they'll just interchange all the pictures and, you know, give them to each other just so everybody can get exposure. Those models are mostly the ones that are there to build their portfolios, get their digitals and, truly get exposure and the experience that they need in order to get into an agency and start getting signed and everything. And then we go to those models who are assigned. Those models get booked by their own agencies and those agencies give them work and they go out and they audition or submit or they're already casted and they go to the shoot. Usually they already have a hired makeup and hair artist and everything's Mm -hmm. all set up and everything. It's more organized and professional and within writing and everything are going to be those models who are signed to agencies and are doing those shoots with photographers who are hired by the brands or designers who are doing those shoots. So that makes right. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. We, so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of TF, what they call TFP here, time for prints, which sounds like that first sort of modeling that you were talking about where it's more collaborative, but you, you said you started um, in the video, you said you started reaching out when you were 15 so how, how did you start that? Because I know a lot of girls want to get into modeling. They have no idea where to start. And I think this leads us neatly into a modeling agency. So where did you start? You're 15. You've lost both your parents. You've had a bad foster experience. You've moved. I was just recently in Texas and I've been to California. Those two places are not the same at all. So you've moved. Might as well be to another country. Where does 15-year-old Yvonne start with her modeling dreams? So I had no idea where to start. According to the video, I just did not understand where to start, how to do it, and how I could be able to do it with the situation that I was in, especially moving and being new to California. And so I decided to just start mass reaching out to photographers and videographers. And something else that I did was me and my friend Kang in high school and middle school actually started to take pictures together, basically like a collaboration photo shoot. And I was the model and he was the photographer because he wanted to start building his portfolio. And I wanted really cool Instagram pictures. And so I started to post these Instagram pictures and have a pretty professional Instagram at a really young age, even though it was just my down the street friend taking these pictures. So I decided that I wanted to mass reach out to photographers and videographers and start doing collaboration work because I had no idea what else I could do. And I think that because I had such a professional looking Instagram and like I had the exposure and sort of experience with my friend, they decided to take me on and say yes. And that's whenever I started doing collaborations. And then that's when I discovered the world of networking and connecting and how important kindness is to other people, because that's when I started making connections left and right. And then eventually going into my first fashion show. And that's whenever I started blowing up from there. And it's just been crazy ever since so it sounds like what you're saying is the main thing is reach out be tenacious don't give up but then also treat people you said kindly i like to say professionally so that you know because bad 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 word of mouth can get around very quickly in any industry so if you treat someone poorly people are going to find out so is that fair to say where you started just reaching out and being kind basically Yeah, definitely. And I realized that there was no, you know, place or resource where people can come in and 
learn about modeling or how that they can get into the industry. And so that's why I decided, decided to create Yvonne's nonprofit modeling agency. Let's get into that now. So you were 15 when you decided you wanted to get into modeling, giving it a go. At what stage did the idea for the nonprofit modeling agency come into it? And why nonprofit? Because you could easily have started a commercial uh, modeling agency and charge people for it. So how did you have the idea of starting an agency and particularly a nonprofit one? So a former judge of mine at a pageant I competed in a few years ago reached out to me and asked how she could get into modeling. And so I gave her a few resources and links here and there. And all of a sudden she started blowing up. She was walking in Orange County Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week, traveling to Canada, stuff that I've never even done before. And so I told my best friend who I live with, I was like, you know, I would be a really good modeling agent. Maybe I'd do that one day. And we didn't know that that day was going to be the next day because I told her, I was like, okay, I have a new idea. I want to start, I want to start my modeling agency. I want to make a nonprofit because I've been in the situation before of wanting to be a model, but being in what seemed like an impossible situation and not really knowing where to start and having this financial burden of, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to get photographers and hairstylists and everything like that, but not being able to afford it for my portfolio. So I wanted to start this nonprofit to give people that opportunity and to be able to come in and to learn, to grow, to make friends and to have a second resource and family to them within the modeling industry, because it really can be a scary place too. And so I want to give them a really safe resource. So if someone wants to get involved with you, like what's the general process they go through? I understand you have workshops, is that correct? And they come along to one of the workshops. Is that how it goes? Do they reach out to you individually on Instagram or through email? Yeah. So we post our workshops. We usually do one or two per month and we will post a flyer with all the information on it and then an RSVP link. All they have to do is fill out the RSVP form, submit it, and then a few days to a week before the workshop, they will get their confirmation email, um, all the information that they need, what they need to bring and the schedule and what they need to expect for the workshop. And then of course, I say any question, comments or concerns, they can always reach out to me. I have models texting me 24 seven asking me questions and I'm always on my phone texting them back because I want to be that resource for them. Same thing with pageant girls with my job, my actual job at Mia Bellicatore. I have girls texting me from 11 to 6 p.m. Oh my gosh, do you have this dress? What size is this dress? And I absolutely love it because anything to make these people feel as confident as they can. Do you ever just need to relax away from the sparkly world? Because I mean, your, your work is sparkly. Your nonprofit is sparkly again. Do you ever feel like you just need to go home and just wear tracky dacks? I don't know if you say guys say that like track suits and just slum it a little bit, eat some pizza or are you, what do you always... think I was doing right before this? I have no idea. I mean, you yeah. said you finished work at six. I did so finish it's... work. Last night after my workshop though, I did get into sweatpants and eat pizza with my friends. So well, that's exactly what I did actually from Domino's because they were having a 50% off for Black Friday. <laughs> plug for dominoes do you ever get sore feet just random question from my heels yeah 
So I used to, whenever I used to wear those Chinese laundry tippy tops, like those six inch mm-hmm. heels. And yeah. then I decided to switch to the Chinese laundry Julia heels. And I just yeah. think that they're the absolute best shoe ever. I will brag about them 24 seven because I think that these shoes will never slip on any type of surface and they're so comfortable. And I think that they're the perfect height of four inches. So I used to get sore feet and now I don't because I have great heels. You would make a very good fashion influencer. You know really? that you just seg- segue into, you know, I mean, you could just sell like dozens of pairs of those heels. I'm sure they're not cheap. Or uh, how, how much would a pair of Chinese laundry heels cost? Mine were 75, but they do do really good discounts. So if you sign up for their little thing, oh my gosh, I would right. be really good at being a little influencer. What I mean. But yeah, if you do sign up for their um, rewards program, they do constantly send out um, percentages off. Like I think that they sent me like a 15% off today. <laughs> Well, it was just Black Friday and now it's Cyber Monday. So uh, I'm sure people people might have nabbed a good deal. Let me just bring up your uh, nonprofit Instagram. So run us through. So people come to a workshop. So here it is, Yvonne's nonprofit MMG. I will say it's linked to your LinkedIn to at your main account. Uh, let's give you a follow whilst I'm here. Why not? <laughs> um, but let's let me click on this. Let's just see what this is. So is this an actual, okay, so walk us through what's actually happening here. This was from the workshop yesterday, yeah. Clearly someone gets no sleep, but walk us through what's uh, actually happening here. Yeah, so the first video that you saw was a model named Brooke. She's actually only 13 years old, and so she has her parent come with her, but she is so talented and so mature for her age. She was holding up one of the gift bags that we gave out with my nonprofit logo on it, as well as, uh, as you see, we're in a hair salon called Headline mm-hmm. Salon, and they just they sponsored the location for free, and so they gave them free products as well, such as hair care, shampoo, conditioners, and uh, leave-in treatments. And then right here, models are taking their model digitals, which are pictures that they need in order to send them to modeling agencies whenever mm-hmm. they apply, and castings and everything like that. And then in that video, they were doing their self-tape runway walking videos. And that's really crucial and important for a model to have because at any given moment, a runway show or designer or director could ask them for a runway walking video and they just have to have it on deck regardless of where they're at. So I thought that it was gonna be, that it would be a great idea to have it professionally made. Do you walk like a normal person? Or do you walk like a model and a pageant girl everywhere? This is a thing that pageant girls seem to, they walk everywhere like they're on a runway. You know, what I always tell my models and my friends is that my worst thing about myself as a model is my posture. And my dad has told me since I was younger, like if I could remember something about my dad, it would be that he told me I had bad posture all the time. So Straighten up? I, was he telling you to straighten up? Yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I I just I don't know what it is. I'm it might just be because I'm really tall, but I just for some reason I've always just struggled with my posture. And so would I do I do I walk like a model? Some sometimes I get into my head and I do walk like a mm-hmm. model, but I definitely am aware of it whenever I'm doing it. For sure. I am aware. <laughs> How tall are you when you say you're tall? I'm five ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is tall. I, as I said, I, I work with teenagers, uh, teenage girls growing up and when they were tall and certainly five foot 10 is on, on that spectrum. 
I feel a lot of them kind of slouched over. It wasn't just that they were slouched, but the shoulders were hunched over. And it was almost like they didn't want to make themselves seen. Because when you're five foot ten, and I don't know when you became five foot ten, because very often when they become five foot ten, it's quite early. So everyone else is four foot ten and they're five foot ten. So they really stand out and it can make you a bit self-conscious. Um, so was that was that the case with you going through school? When when did you become that tall? And did you struggle with it at all? I honestly didn't struggle with my height. Um, throughout my schooling years, I was usually like in the middle median of heights within my classrooms. So my height was never really a problem. However, I was just always tall. Um, I know I had a really big growth spurt around my sophomore year, and that's whenever I went from 5'6 all the way to 5'10. I would say I'm maybe 5'9 and three quarters, but on paperwork, we're 5'10. It's, it's close enough. 5'9 and three quarters will give you the 5'10. I mean, you must be quite, it must quite, come in quite handy now, being that height, doing modeling and pageantry. You must be quite thankful that you got those genes. Most definitely, because my older and my younger sister are below 5'5", five five, and I'm the only one that got tall. I'm sure they're never jealous about that and uh, <laughs> never rub, rub your face in it at all. Um, so if someone wants to get involved with your modeling agency, whether they want direction themselves or maybe they want to reach out and support the work you're doing, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so that would just be following the Instagram, Yvonne's Nonprofit MMG, so I'll spell that out for you, at... Y-V-O-N-S-N-O-N-P-R-O-F-I-T-M-M-G. Perfect. Um, and it is linked to your main account as well, so they can they can go through there. Uh, all right. Well, Yvonne, we've been on for a minute. Just before we get to the final 10 questions, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to for supporting you along your journey, pageant and otherwise? Yeah, I would love to give a shout out to my two roommates because they are my absolute rocks. I don't get to see my sisters too often because we're all in different places now, but my roommates have been my biggest support and they'll actually be in Florida with me whenever I'm going for nationals. Of course, Marissa Butler, she has been my absolute backbone and everything that I needed in order to get prepared for Teen Miss Earth USA. And my last shout out would be to my work and all the girls there because they have supported me so much and getting my gown ready and making sure that it's all right whenever I'm not at the store and everything like that. So I absolutely love all of you guys. Just before we do the final 10, I was listening to the radio uh, yesterday and they said it's bad luck to put up a Christmas tree before the 1st of December. Can I just ask, when did that Christmas tree go up? Before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Is someone, are you or someone you know a Christmas tragic? I don't think I'm a Christmas tragic. <laughs> you put it up before Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it looks like it could do with a few more. You don't have any tinsel or anything. I know. He's a small tree, though. He's only four foot. Well, he needs some tinsel and some lights. Okay. Oh, he has He has lights. He has lights. Oh, there we go. Okay. You should have turned that on at the beginning. That looks much more festive. He looked a bit sad and sorry standing in the corner all by himself. All right. Okay. Let's get to the final 10 questions. Uh, random questions. Number one, what is your favorite 
word? My favorite word? Oh my gosh. Okay. Can we come back to that one? That one's so hard. <laughs> sure. We'll go to number two, which is what is your least favorite word? I'll just hop on the bandwagon and say moist because I can't think of something right now. <sighs> Do you actually not like the word moist? It's not my favorite. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't think any, well, no, I shouldn't say no one, someone did say that their favorite word was moist, but that was purely because of the reaction it got from other people. So I don't think that quite counts. So that was number two. What was your least favorite word? Whenever a favorite word pops into your head, let me know. Question three, in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Helping others achieve their dreams. Question four, what turns you off? People who don't take the time to understand others and put themselves in other people's place. Sounds like you just described social media in a nutshell. Question five, what sound or noise do you love? I love when I get the notification that my DoorDash is at the door with my Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever interviewed a team before? I've interviewed multiple people whose favorite sound somehow has something to do with food. And it wouldn't be a pageant interview if we didn't talk about food. Someone said their favorite sound, my favorite sound is the sound of the microwave going off because it means my dinner is ready. Since someone else said same, same thing about you, but with Uber. So... What did you say, DoorDash, when um, actually DoorDash here just closed in Australia? They got swallowed really? up by Uber. Yeah, they weren't doing well enough because Uber is much bigger. But I'm what, not what a fan did you... of Uber. They blocked me because, because I, so it was Uber Eats blocked me and Uber blocked me because I was in Dallas. And I, so I get really scared in cars. I, I don't like cars. And he wasn't driving very safe. So I guess I backseat drove him and I was like, Hey, like in a nice way, can you drive better? And, um, I guess I got reported and I am not allowed to use Uber and Uber Eats anymore. So now we're team DoorDash and Lyft. <laughs> I, I will say when I was in Texas, I took an Uber and the woman who picked me up, but God save her. I think she's a nice person, but it was the most terrifying 10 minutes of my life. I, I was in Dallas, Texas. And she was telling me how bad drivers are in Dallas, Texas. And I swear to God, she almost ran into cars like three or four times in 10 minutes. So I do sympathize with you. I think it's a bit harsh that you got blocked. <laughs> but I can but what did you say the DoorDash delivers to you? I didn't hear what you said when they yeah, deliver the DoorDash you. delivers. Like my what groceries did you and, and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> What's Chick-fil-A? <gasps> Chick-fil-A? I know, know I assume it's I'm assuming it's chicken, but yeah, other than so that. It's like a fast food chain, but it's like a little bit better than fast food. Um, oh, like okay. a little bit of a step up. It's a, like a healthier food option, but um, okay. it has like chicken sandwiches and French fries and um, mac and cheese. It's really good. Oh. Next time you're in the States, you have to try it. Someone told me I had to, I think it was in, I think it was an In-N-Out burger yes. or a water, a water burger. 
Oh, maybe that, yes, you know. Texas. Yeah, someone told me I had to try that because it was apparently a Texan institution, and I'm sorry to say I found it a little greasy、um, oh, for my liking. But I, I, I dare not tell anybody, anyone that. I haven't met anybody from out of Texas who has liked Whataburger. I like Whataburger.、Yeah. It's probably because I'm born and raised in Texas. Maybe it's just a Texas thing where only Texans can like Whataburger. But I haven't met like my best,、um, my best friend not from Texas and doesn't like Whataburger. You don't have it. I was gonna say you don't have a Texan accent at all. No, but I did. I did. I lost it though. Whenever I was probably around my freshman year was whenever it just started fading. Right. Can you lapse back into it, or is it gone for good? Um, I think I can lapse back into it most definitely. I、uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hi, I'm Yvonne Wynn. I'm your team, Miss California Earth USA 2022. <laughs> Say that two again. Two thousand and twenty-two. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I love the southern accents. I have a good friend who's from from the south,、uh, South Carolina, and I just li- love listening to anything she says because it sounds so old-fashioned and so polite, and it's just it's so nice to listen to.、Um, Anyway, we got sidetracked on that because we're talking about food.、Uh, question six is: What sound or noise do you hate? Being called the first runner-up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> I would probably have to say.、Um... My dog Kiwi.、Um, so, <laughs> another story. I used to own a pig. His name was Groot. And、um, I woke up one day and I was like, I want an animal. A dog? No. A pig? Yes. So I got a pet pig, and I raised him for four months. Um, from when he was a baby, and then I decided to take him to a new sanctuary so he could grow and be with other animals. But while I was there, I got a new dog named Kiwi, and she snorts like a pig because she was playing with my pig and like at a young age. And so now my my <laughs> my dog snorts like a pig. <laughs> so I have to say, whenever she does like the high squeal, like. Oinks is probably my least favorite sound. Did you follow your pig around, saying "I am Groot"? <laughs> He actually picked out his name. So if you don't know, pigs are like as smart as a four or five year old, and my pig literally picked out his own name of Groot. <laughs> oh, I've met some four or five year olds. I'm sure your pig was smarter than them. So、uh, <laughs> let's、uh, let, let's move on. Question seven. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick, and why? I think I, hmm, I'd pick the power to be able to heal people. However, I. That's so hard because I would want the power to heal people, but of course, like I wouldn't want to take that away because, like, it'll make them stronger in the end. But I would like to take. I would like to take pain away temporarily for people. I understand.、Uh, question eight: What job, other than your own, would you most like to attempt? 
I really want to become an NFL broadcaster one day. I've uh, Growing up in Texas, my parents were really involved in football. My mom was a really big Patriots and Tom Brady fan. And so I'm a huge Patriots and Tom Brady fan. And so I would love to be an NFL broadcaster. Hopefully, whenever he retires, I could work right next to him. <laughs> I thought he has retired. Has he not? Or was that the thing? He went back he into it back. after he... And then his <laughs> wife divorced him, I think. Yes, but... New stuff is coming out that she cheated on him. So he went back to football and now he's doing another season with the Buccaneers. Yeah, me. How old is Tom Brady, by the way? 40 something? 48, I believe. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Um, question nine What job would you definitely not like to attempt? Um, I think teaching. I think that being a teacher um, was something that I could never imagine myself doing. I think that it was just having to go back to school again. Not that I didn't like high school and everything, but it was just the waking up at seven, grabbing my bags, going to school. I don't think that I'd want to do that again. <laughs> Are you not a morning person? I actually am a morning person, which is kind of funny. Sounds like you really didn't enjoy school then. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> yeah. All right, final question, number 10. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? The queen has arrived. We could circle back to the first question. Have you thought of a favorite word? Sapphire. Oh, that's a nice one. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a nice one. I've not had that one before. What color is sapphire? I'm terrible with colors. Um, it's like a dark, deep blue. Ah, that's a nice color in a dress, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just just saying. Um, well, Yvonne, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, and best of luck in a month's time. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun being here. Thank you. And I will keep you on the line for just a second whilst I hang up with the audience. Thanks everyone for watching live on the replay and we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident and impactful queen possible, head to the pageant sorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.